Well, last Lord's Day, I had the audacity to make the claim from the pulpit, no less, that we can't use feelings of peace to know God's will. Which begs the question, how are we to know what is God's will for us? It's a question we'll spend a few minutes talking about on this week's Beyond the Notes. And I forgot to say it earlier, but I'm Pastor Russell Howard. If you're new to the podcast, we really, really welcome you, and we're glad you're here. It's a it's a question that weighs on the heart of every believer. Believers who are following Christ desire to, well, follow Christ. And if we have a, a commitment to wanting to walk as our Lord is leading, then we, we want to know what He wants us to do, and we want to know how to use... Um, uh, our how our our standing as a Christian ought to affect our decision making, and so the question becomes: How can we know God's will? How can we know we're in God's will? What about God's will are we obligated to know and do and understand? I um I have to confess that a few years back I stumbled upon a a, a book that I want to plug, and we're going to put a link in the show notes that'll make this book readily findable for you. The book is by an author named Kevin DeYoung, and I like DeYoung. I've never met him, but I think as soon as I meet him, if I ever do, he's going to be an old friend. I hope he would like me. Uh, the title of the book is Just Do Something, A Liberating Approach to Finding God's Will. His subtitle, which I love a lot, but I can understand why the publisher won't let him have it for a subtitle because I can't imagine searching Amazon for this title. His alternative title is How to Make a Decision Without Dreams, Visions, Fleeces, Impressions, Open Doors, Random Bible Verses, Casting Lots, Liver Shivers, Writing in the Sky, etc. And I think he's probably given away half of his thesis in that very subtitle, but let's talk about it. I'm going to borrow DeYoung's template as a template for thinking about God's will because I don't think he's just right. I think he's very, very right. Um, we need to think of God's will in at least three different ways so that we have clarity regarding what we're talking about because the, the Word of God speaks of God's will in at least three different ways. And it's not exactly that these are three ways of saying the same thing. It's not that they are three different levels, really. It's that they are three different uh, aspects or channels, if you will, on which God's will operates, certainly ways the Word of God speaks of it. There is, a, there is a way that the Bible speaks of God's will, and the Bible is speaking of what DeYoung calls God's decreed will. In informal language, what that means is everything that ever happens, happens as it happens because the, the Lord who omnisciently and omnipotently runs the universe, has decreed that it happened that way. That is God's decreed will. The New Testament, uh, in, a, in a passing statement in Ephesians 1.11, it's in a, even a subordinate cause in the sentence, just a descriptor of who God is in an offhanded way. Paul writes in Ephesians 1.11 that he is the God who works all things after the counsel of his own will. Well, now that is a great 
big boulder of a statement. And then Paul moves on to talk about other things. But is but 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 it's like, oh, by the way, you do know that God runs absolutely everything in his universe the way he wants it to be. Uh, another beautiful paragraph that takes a, a bit a bit more um, a few more words to express the same idea, and it's a it's a very precious paragraph to me is Isaiah chapter forty six verses eight through eleven, and I want to get it right, so I'm going to read it. The word of God says, "Remember this and stand firm. Recall it to mind, you transgressors." Remember the former things of old, for I am God and there is no other. I am God and there is none like me, declaring the end from the beginning and from ancient times things not yet done, saying, my counsel shall stand and I will accomplish all my purpose, calling a bird of prey from the east, the man of my counsel from a far country. I have spoken and I will bring it to pass. I have purposed and I will do it. Again, the, latter, the last line of verse 10, I will accomplish all my purpose. The decreed will of God is nothing that we are required by Scripture to discern and comply with. You have no responsibilities regarding the fact that it's either going to rain tomorrow or it's not going to rain tomorrow. God is in charge of that. He has decreed tomorrow's weather. And in the broadest sense, he has decreed from eternity past tomorrow's weather. And you are not obligated to guess that and get it right. You don't have to obey God's will regarding tomorrow's weather. What do you do with God's decreed will? Well, it comes down to one word. I think we'll see a lot of one-word uh, formulaic responses to these three aspects of God's will. With God's decreed will, what you do is trust. That as you maneuver your way through a fallen world in a created universe, you trust that God is really and actually in charge. That his in-chargedness is not some arm's-length theoretical matter, but it is a living and intimate reality. The living God is in charge. And while you can't shoulder an obligation to always know all that he is up to because he's infinite and you're not and your brain would explode, you can, you can know that he's there, that he's never saying, whoops, what happened? Um, and that is a, a basis for marvelous trust in God's will. The second aspect of God's will that DeYoung articulates and I think, I think captures uh, sound biblical teaching, is God's desired will. In point of fact, God in his word has, has laid out some things that he wants you to obey. Um, using the actual words, will of God or God's will, for example, you can, you can find numerous scriptures. These aren't all the scriptures that speak to God's will for you. Every passage that has within it a, a set of directions or a set of prohibitions. All of those passages are saying that it's God's will. But I used a, the actual phrase, will of God, or God's will. And I, I found 1 Thessalonians 4.3, which says, This is God's will for you, your sanctification, that you abstain from sexual immorality. It is God's will for you that you be growing in your Christ-likeness by um, conducting yourself sexually in a way that honors Christ. 
First Thessalonians, five, first, Thessalonians, first Thessalonians. Boy, say that three times fast, right? That is First Thessalonians four three. Same book of the Bible, First Thess five eighteen says that thankfulness is God's will for you. It is God's will that you be thankful. You don't have to wonder about that. You don't have to pray about that. You just obey that. First Peter two five says that it's God's will that by doing good. His people will put to silence the ignorance of foolish people. So by having a, a life testimony that, that lines up with your faith so that those who would foolishly criticize your faith are frustrated by the way you're living your life, that your life lines up with your words, that's God's will for you. And if God's decreed will brings forth a response of trust, God's desired will, when God says, this is what I want from you, or this is what I want you to avoid, what's the one word response to that? Well, it's obey. It's obey. God is very interested in how we respond to his desired will because he has given us direction in his word, and it is his expectation that we will be growing in our obedience to him. Well, that's all very nice, but, but God's word doesn't tell me what job offer I ought to take. God's word doesn't tell me what color socks, if I'm wearing socks, what color socks I should wear today. God's will doesn't tell me how to uh, you know, buy the Toyota or buy the Honda. There's a whole lot of decision-making in day-to-day life. Can we just be candid enough with each other to admit it. There's a whole lot of decision-making in day-to-day life in areas that the Bible does not specifically address. The Bible tells us everything we need for holy living, but it doesn't tell me what brand of peanut butter to buy or what doctor I should trust. What do I do with those decisions? DeYoung says, you act. You simply make the decision. Um, as far back, and this is not in DeYoung, this is just in stuff I know. As far back as St. Augustine of Hippo, that's the second century, St. Augustine uh, formulated it like this, love God and do as you please. Now what Augustine is saying is trust in God's decreed will, Obey God's desired will, and don't obsess over God's directive will. What zip code you should live in is not a matter. God cares more about whether you are thankful today than he cares what zip code you live in, or area code you live in, or dare I say it, country code you live in. Because he has not given you direction in those matters in his word. But in his word, he's told you to be thankful. So short formulation from Augustine of Hippo, love God and do as you please. Slightly longer formulation from our author DeYoung that on God's decreed will, trust it. God's desired will, obey it. God's directive will, act. If you're you're not being rebellious and you're trusting that God's the sovereign God of the universe— You can buy whatever brand of lawnmower you want, 
cut your grass to whatever length your homeowners association will let you get away with. And you don't have to torture yourself about, well, am I in God's will if I mow the backyard first and then the front yard or the other way around? And I'm using lightweight decisions here, but I could be using very heavyweight ones and make the same point. I'll offer you this as I, uh, as I, as I think about wrapping up. There's a, there's a proverb pair that is very precious to me. In fact, I've got it, I've got it on my office wall, among lots and lots of other things. But uh, this was cross-stitched for me, how's that for old school, by my mama's mama, my grandmother on my mother's side, cross-stitched this for me, put it in a frame, and gave it to me as a high school graduation present in, brace yourself, 1979. I am the world's oldest podcaster. It's Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. As to God's will decreed, trust it. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. As to God's desired will, obey it. In all your ways, acknowledge him. And as for his so-called directive will, what do, I, what do I order on my pizza? And he will direct your paths. De Young's breakdown in Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 are saying exactly the same thing. Trust his decree. He's got this. It's his universe. It's not yours. Obey him where he has spoken and feel freedom to act wisely well-informed, listen, listen to wise counselors in your life. Don't let bad motivations push you to bad decisions, but make a decision and act. And don't worry about, I just don't know which, which of the uh, ball games on this weekend I should watch or not watch because I don't know God's will. Pick one and watch it. And know that you honor your Savior by moving in the freedom he has given you. Well, that's my thoughts on knowing and doing the will of God on this week's Beyond the Notes. I hope by now you are uh, liking and sharing. And if you've got anything you want to say, I hope you put it in the comments because we love those and we love responding to them. And I will look forward to being with you again on the next Beyond the Notes. Beyond the Notes.